Hey, welcome to another episode of the Fearless Millionaire Podcast. So grateful that you're here with us. And, uh, you know, one of the coolest things about, you know, doing a podcast, and I've been doing it now for about a year, uh, is hearing the great feedback that I get, whether it's from emails or comments, posts, and reviews. By the way, if you've been listening or following along with us for uh, some period of time, jump over to iTunes, give us maybe uh, stars. You can star us up, however many stars you want to do, however much you like our podcast, let us know write a review, even send us an email or a comment, or just go over to our uh, any podcast channel and give us a like. That'd be great. That kind of feedback always encourages us and also gives us the, um, you know, the, the, the feedback that we're looking for to help create and develop a better show. And this show has actually come a long way. I remember when I was first doing this show, I was actually recording it right from my phone because I wanted it to be super simple and super easy. And sometimes I still do that when I'm traveling, but now we've gotten all like high tech with, you know, up, you know, softwares and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, it's so great to have you along here on the journey with us. And, um, and, and this kind of leads into our topic today. Oh, and by the way, one last thing, thanks to our sponsors. I really want to give a shout out to the sponsors that we've had. We've had Audible as a sponsor. We've had Anchor as a sponsor. We've had Spotify as a sponsor. So thanks so much for, uh, to our sponsors who, uh, love the show and know that we're trying to help Real estate investors get to that point of clarity, confidence, and cash flow and help them build um, a, a lifestyle business that they truly uh, love. So thanks so much for, to our sponsors who uh, who help us out in making that happen for them and providing you know this, this great service. Still haven't closed a deal yet in your real estate business? Then you have found the right place. This is the Fearless Millionaire Podcast, where you can gain clarity, confidence, cash flow, and build your business the right way from the inside out. Here's your fearless leader, Nathan Amaral. One of the things that uh, I was just alluding to earlier is about, you know, um, giving feedback. And there's a lot of feedback that we get from clients who love our, uh, basically our topic of, uh, of today, which is in, in the realm of clarity. It's in the, the format of how can I declutter my life? How can I clean it up? How can I make it more efficient and better? And this is something that for me personally has become um, a lifestyle change. Back in 2016, so 2016, um, I literally went through, I just felt like I had too much stuff. I just had too much stuff. And I guess I was a collector. You know, I remember at a very young age, the first thing I started collecting was coins. I think I got that from my dad. Um, I started collecting like coins and then I started collecting hockey cards and so on and so forth. I collected a bunch of other things. And then over the years, I started to declutter. This kind of falls in the reins of minimalism. You know, you've probably heard that trend. Um, Actually, it's not even a trend anymore. I would say it was a trend before, but now it's more of a lifestyle. And for me, it's become a lifestyle and I absolutely love it. But I really got serious about it in 2016. I was introduced to it back in 2014 and it was like, yeah, that's a nice idea, but I don't really know how I'm going to make that happen for my life. Um, but it really got serious for me and, or let's say I got serious about it in 2016 where I said, you know what? I really want to declutter my life. I want to get to a point where I don't have many things going on, uh, around my desk and my files. And you know what? It was actually inspired 
by uh, a video that I saw on YouTube from uh, a Japanese man who literally owned only 150 things. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so as I continued to watch the video, I was like, okay, maybe he's talking about like 150 pieces of furniture, like furniture items or whatever. No, like this guy literally owned only 150 things. And to me, that was like, okay, that's like the extreme, right? You have like two, you know, you have one side of the, the aisle and you have the other side. And to me, that was like extremist, right? So he literally owned 150 things. That was including clothes, things in his kitchen, uh, his living room, right? His bedroom, right? That was just only 150 things. So I said to myself, okay, I can't do 150 things, all right? That's just that's just too much. Um, but I, I think I can get to that point. Another thing too, he was single. So I started setting up these like rules or parameters. I said, okay, well, how can I get to that point? How can I start moving in that direction? And on today's show, I want to share with you like, you know, just a simple, um, a few steps that you can take. These are just six things that you can use in your life that you can do to remove the junk and declutter your home or your personal space. And I want to share with those, some of those with you today because I think they're really valuable into, um, you know, really kind of changing your mindset to how you see things. And some of these things are not very easy. By the way, when you're decluttering your life, you're going to find some moments where it gets really, really tough. I remember going through like past items and I would say, man, I this has like sentimental value. I really don't want to get rid of it. Maybe you've tried to declutter before, but you have ran into those same similar problems. So if you have run into those situations, stick along because we're I'm about to share with you some strategies that can really, really help make an impact. All right, so let's kick it off. Let's jump into number one, and that is set some uh, definable goals and goals of like, what do you want it to be? What do you want it to look like uh, in your life? So that's like setting up the goal. How do you want it to be? Um, and also, what's your ideal situation? So for me personally, one of my goals was I wanted to go completely digital. That was one of my goals. So one of them was how do, how do I get there and what does that look like? That meant that I didn't own any physical books and I didn't own any physical programs. I didn't own any audio CDs and DVDs and stuff like that. So anything in regards to media, I was like, I want to make everything in my media life just digital. I want to take everything that I have, make it digital. And so I, now I owned over 2000 book titles, by the way, that was a challenge. And a lot of those, what I would do is I would take out the Amazon app and I would literally scan every barcode. I actually invited a friend of mine over one day and we literally just scanned all these uh, books and then we saved it into my book list in Amazon. And over the course of time, I've been rebuying those books um, or uh, just, you know, there's still actually I still have a bunch of this there. I think I have a, I think I'm over maybe 500 titles right now. So maybe you're probably wondering like, Nathan, what did you do with all those books? You know, some of them I sold, I got my money back. Some of them I gave away, I donated and some I just donated, like gave them to my friends that were really in, interested in the same industry. So that's something I did. In breaking that down, that was just like one goal I had was to take like, how do I you know, move all these items digitally. That was just a really big goal. And you know what? It didn't happen overnight. It actually took me, you know, quite some time. You know, I set a day, I had a pizza day with my buddy and we went through all the books and we chatted. It was, it was a really good time. It's actually a memory that we'll never forget. We still talk about it today. Um, and that was just one of the biggest items in my home at the time. And by the way, did you know that like there is over 3000 items 
in the average American home. Did you know that? When I when I heard about that, I was like, what? Like I really, when you really start going through your stuff and start calculating that, talking from big items to small items, there's just a bunch of items. Even today, people even get self-storage units because they have so much stuff, right? So you have to set goals for yourself. That's number one. Number two is garbage. Throw out garbage. You'd be actually surprised at how much stuff you have that doesn't work. So how do you get rid of the garbage? I'm not talking about just the kitchen garbage or the bathroom garbage. I'm actually like talking about things that you have sitting there that you said, well, maybe I can use this someday. And it might be like a broken item, right? It's just an item that's been broken that you just haven't used or you, or, you know, maybe you haven't touched it. And I'm actually going to give you some, I'm going to give you some uh, questions that you can ask yourself that's going to help you decide of what to keep and what to throw away. Like what's really garbage. Garbage could be things like broken toys, you, you know, uh, ripped clothing, dead electronics for whatever reason that you're still holding on to them. Maybe that idea of fixing them one day. But why is listen, especially with technology, there's no point of fixing old technology. If you've had, you know, a laptop that's been sitting there for three years already, get rid of it. There's no way you're going to bring that redemption back. I'm being serious. It's just like technology has changed so much in the past three years. It's almost obsolete already. Right. So just things like that, you really have to like get rid of. Now, this goes into um, tip number three. OK, because this is separating garbage to things that you could sort and sift through, like what's what, I recommend you set up like four stations. Four stations being like one for the garbage, two for donations, right? Number three for keep, and number four for relocation, okay? Relocation, and that could be like if you're, um, you know, gonna move it into a separate uh, spot in in, the, in your house, right? It, it, you, you just wanna get it out of that spot. We're gonna come back to relocation here in a minute, but you can understand clearly like garbage is garbage, it's done. Donation means you're giving it away, goodbye. Keep is very clear, I'm keeping this. The relocation part is where you are now going to say, okay, am I gonna move this into a different part of the house? Am I going, am I moving or shifting? Am I moving it from self storage into my personal home? Is it going from my home to my personal storage, right? Those are the things that you're just maybe unclear about. I've done quite a few relocations where, for example, I've had stuff that was um, up in um, one room and I moved it into uh, a plastic, you know, uh, what do they call those? Uh, containers, right? It's like a storage container um, that you could tote. Let's call them totes, right? So those are called relocations, right? So those happen as well. You're going to want to set up four of those so that you can now, um, you know, set things aside. And then after you're done doing that, listen, the garbage, that's simple. That's going to go out to the trash. Donation's going to go away. And then you're going to really be going to be down to two at the end of the day, the keep and the relocation. But if you follow these, this pattern of four, these four stations, it really helps you sift and sort through what you have. Now, I want to share with you some of the most important questions that you need to ask yourself. These are the most hardest questions, by the way. These are the ones that actually help, help you separate sentimental value to, you know, to I'm done with it. <laughs> so, this is this is where you have to be brutally honest with yourself, okay? Brutally honest. And here are some questions I want you to use, okay? So you want to use the questions like, is it broken? Is it useful? Can I use this right now? Or can someone else use it right now? 
Do you love it? Do you feel any sort of negative emotion about it? Right? So if you have something that has a negative emotion and, you know, I'll give you an example. (laughs) I'm going to share a personal example. I actually held on to a box from my ex fiance. I, I literally held on to this box. It had cards, letters. I mean, it was really like, it was my first serious long-term relationship. Like we were getting married. It was to that point where we're like, this is it. This is where we're going. Um, and you know, we even had a ring picked, picked out. I had the bought the ring part of it. I didn't, I didn't have the half part. I didn't have the diamond part, but I at least had the band picked out and we had ordered it and everything was, you know, going in that direction. And anyway, I had a box of all these things, right. From letters and cards and all this stuff. And I just said, you know, um, there was a lot of negative emotion around it. There was happy moments to it as well. There was, there was a lot of like nostalgic sentimental value. Uh, to those moments and that I cherished. But you know what? It was at a period of my life where I said, okay, am I going to really bring this into my my new life, my my new marriage? Is this what, really what I'm going to do? Um, and, and, and the answer was no. So I had to let it go. It had, there was some negative emotion of that, but I had to let it go. So I got rid of it. Um, and that now there's another question of, do you love it? This is a very tough question. Do you love it? Because there may be some sentimental value attached to these things, such as, do you love it? Is, yeah, I love it. I've had it since I was five and it's got all these memories. Now I'm going to give you some deeper questions that you're going to use for these moments. Okay. And this is where it gets a little bit harder. So you're going to look at the item and uh, I'm literally, I'm telling you the same things I did. You're going to look at the item and you're going to say, have I touched this thing in the last six months? Okay. Like, have I touched it? Have I used it? Have I displayed it? Have I showed it off? Right. That kind of thing. Have I touched this item in the last six months? Have I touched it in the past 12 months? And you can go the other way too. You could say 12 months or six months. Have I touched it in the past month? Right. So whatever you have to ask your time sensitive question. Because literally, if you haven't touched that thing in the last six months and it's just there, it's in a box and you open up that box once every few years, then is it really going to do anything for you, right? Is it really adding value to your life or is it just a sentimental nostalgic feel, nostalgic feeling that you're getting when you go back and look at that, right? Think about that for a minute, okay? It's a really tough question. So how, Nathan, what did you do? This is what I did because I didn't want to forget the memory, Right, I didn't want to forget the memory of um, of these mag. I'll give an example. I had these magazines from uh, it was a men's magazine, and uh, I think the magazine was called Best Life. And I just loved the covers. I just loved the guys on the covers. They were like role models for me, and I didn't want to get rid of them. And it was just like, yeah, these guys I look up to. I studied their life. I studied, read their biographies. And for some reason, I couldn't just let go of it. So you know what I did? I took screenshots of all the, those covers. And I saved them. That was it. I went from physical to digital. Boom. Got rid of, still had the memory, but I had it digitally. So I got rid of them. And then um, I'm thinking of this, uh, these items that I had when I was a kid. It really brings home some feelings of these little uh, toys that I got in, in Portugal. And it was uh, an ice cream holder. Now you're probably thinking like, really, Nathan, an ice cream holder? Well, you know, sentimental value, those those little toys when I was a kid just brings back memories of as a child when I'd be on the island and we'd be getting ice cream and all that stuff. And I said, okay, well, 
You know, I just, I was really just holding on to it for the feeling, right? That's really what we're doing. That's what we're holding on to is feelings. And so what I did was I took pictures of it. I didn't want to forget it. And I also wanted to tell my kids about it. And I wanted my kids to know. They probably won't be even interested. It was more for me than my kids, right? So it was just, so what I do, took a picture of it. Now I can remember it forever and I can still see it, even though I can't physically touch it. So those are some of the things that I did, that I have done, and I still do. There are some things I just don't want to let go. Uh, And uh, so I've taken pictures of it. All right. Those are some deep questions you can ask yourself. They really help. Believe me, I've gone through thousands and thousands of items that way. Just simply asking myself that, those questions. Number five, I want you to set some rules for yourself. All right. Set some rules such as, you know, clothing um, that, you know, maybe if like sizes, this really happens. Like, hey, if I'm not if I am not a certain size by this day, then I have to get rid of this clothing, right? Um, set a rule about um, sizes, and if you're not going to get rid of it, then donate it. Also, um, like I told you earlier, magazines. Maybe you say, hey, you know what? All the magazines that are from 2005 and, be- and beyond, I'm going to get rid of it, right? So you just set these like guidelines, and you have to stick with these rules. For example, one of the rules I just kind of gave you earlier is like, have I touched it in the last six months? Have I touched it in the past 12 months, right? If I haven't used it, then I have to get rid of it. That's the rule, right? So you have to ask yourself and set yourself up with those rules and ask yourself those hard questions because those rules will help determine if it's going to stay or go in your life. And I've actually found a very um, a very powerful thing. I have enjoyed giving away a lot of things. I would say, you know what? Who could use this? Right? That's actually another question I've asked and used is who can use this more than me? Who needs this more than me? I'll give you another example. I actually was going through, again, some home study programs that I had for a number of years. And one of them was a program on, uh, on finding REOs, uh, bank-owned properties, Um, And I knew a buddy of mine was looking to do that. So I ended up saying, you know what? Hey, here it is. I ended up mailing it out to him. And I said, hey, here's a whole program on how to find bank-owned properties. So absolutely loved it. He was like super excited. And that was another benefit to me because I was like, okay, I felt good about, you know, uh, giving it away and donating it because I really wasn't touching it. And I knew most of the material that was in it anyway, at least I know the how to. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's, that's another cool thing, another cool benefit. You know, and lastly, I want you to consider putting an expiration on these things and putting an expiration. So, for example, I did end up setting up a goal. I wanted to have and own under 150 things as well, just like I was inspired from that Japanese man um, in the YouTube video. But the only thing is, I knew I couldn't get under 150 items with you know just item like all items. I said I'm going to set up my list and I am not going to include clothing. And I did that. So it's my own rule. It's what I wanted to do. And so what I did was I set up a a list. I set it up in Evernote and I wrote down, I started counting all the things I had. And I said, you know, the 150 things that I own, not including clothes. And, um, and so what I did was I started counting every item that I had and I, whatever it was, whether it was as, as simple as like my Apple AirPods, as simple as, um, how many, you know, uh, whatever. I'm, try- I'm actually looking around for stuff like my iPhone is an item. The keyboard is an item. My Bluetooth keyboard, um, a pen that I own, my Mont Blanc pen that I own, um, just everything, my passport, like literally every item I have. And so the cool thing is 
Um, I haven't surpassed that. Again, that's not including clothes. And I just stay under that amount. I don't want to be over 150 things. And I've actually been challenging myself. How can I get even less than 150 things? And that's that's kind of a challenge because that's kind of really, I think I'm right around 142 items the last time I checked. Um, and it's really, it's really not easy, but I keep thinking in my mind, well, what can I do? How can I reduce? And and, and so maybe this sounds a little too extreme for you. Maybe you're like, Nathan, are you serious? How can I get that way? Now, you might be thinking another thing, right? You have a home and you have furniture. So you're like, Nathan, what about my kitchen table? What about my couch? What about my TV, right? Is that So you have to ask yourself, is that something you want to include? Now, the way I see it is I turned over all that. Like I don't own my kids' toys. I don't own, yeah, maybe I bought the dining room table, but I turned that out of my life. Like, so the way I see it, like, yeah, I may have bought my kids toys, but they're not mine. I've turned ownership of it over, right? And then uh, uh, let's talk about like, say a dining room table, right? You want to say, well, I bought the dining room table, but is it mine or did I say, okay, this is now yours, right? So do you turn it over to your partner or your spouse, right? So those are things that just to consider, you might be thinking like, well, you know, well, what, how do I break this down? Now, okay, after all that, after doing all these things of setting goals, throwing out garbage for, as, as a big start, setting up your four stations, asking yourself a list of questions, setting up some rules that you have in your life uh, during this process, and also setting an expiration date of when you're going to clear out the clutter, when you're going to do this, what by what date are you going to start acting on it, or you're going to have X number of items removed, whatever it is for you. But what's that expiration date? When you, when you apply these things, I'll tell you the most powerful thing, the best part about all this is not the fact of just doing it, it's actually the mental clarity you get in the process. That's the beautiful part. You actually become so much more clear. You become more focused. You're not focused on a bunch of stuff. And it's, it's really interesting because now I'm at this point where um, like if I have too much stuff, like if I have accumulated like five more things in my life, I'm like, gosh, I feel like I have so much, right? It's kind of interesting. Um, it reminds me when I was doing, uh, when I do intermittent fasting and I'm fasting for like three days or four days and I see people eating, I'm like, gosh, why are those people eating? <laughs> they eat too much, <laughs> right? It's just, a, it's just a unique mental thought process that you have. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I, the benefits of this is just really clearing out the clutter gives you some real good clarity on truly what is in your life. You know, at the end of the day, right, when we go, when we get buried six feet under, we can't take anything with us. And so I, that is just another, again, motivation is like if I was to die tomorrow and I look around at all my stuff and I say, okay, what would happen with this stuff and what would happen with that? Would I really, you know, is this, am I really gaining value from these items? You know, there's obviously some things that are a business tool and necessity and there's things that you personally enjoy and like. Um, you know, I remember one of the things that I would have uh, is my fishing. I absolutely love fishing. I don't do it so much as I used to, but I do love fishing. And I have a fishing pole and I have, you know, a, a fishing lure uh, box. Um, and you know what? I, I have like probably alone in there, I probably have like over 50 lures. And I was just like, you know, that's something I did. I collected lures, by the way, back in the day. And I was really into, you know, freshwater fishing. And, uh, and one of the things I said, because my, my dad ended up relocating, uh, my parents ended up relocating next to a lake. 
And one of the things I just did is I turned it over. I was like, dad, you could probably use this by the lake, right? There you go. And I ended up selling a bunch of stuff too. I remember giving some to my dad and I remember selling a bunch of poles. I used to have like six or seven poles. I used to have just a bunch of stuff. So I sold some and I gave away some just to take it out of my ownership. And uh, again, that's just really freeing because I feel like the more you own and have, the more responsibilities and things you have to manage. And living this lifestyle of traveling and being anywhere and experiencing life, experiencing like new cities and new locations, um, it's just become a goal of mine that I can't do that if I own a bunch of stuff. I can't do that if I have to manage all these things. So that is, has been, always been one of my motivations is just to reduce and can I, can I fit everything in my backpack, right? So uh, I know there's people who do this much better than I do, by the way. I'm not a professional at this. There are people who live a minimalistic lifestyle. There are people who are backpackers and take whatever they can and travel the world in just a backpack. Some of those moments, I, some of those things that they do, I do admire, but there's some parts of them like, gosh, I wouldn't want to live that way. Like I have no desire to live in a van. Like there's some people who convert a van into a home and then live in the van for a year and all that stuff that I am beyond that. That's not my kind of lifestyle. Um, if you know anything by now, you should know that I truly love living or staying in Marriott hotels or, um, using the short term rental business, that kind of uh, industry. I absolutely love staying in hotels. Um, so, you know, that's, that's more me and, but I just want to live an accommodating life that supports that. So again, you just have to know what is it your life? What is it you want it to be? How you want your life, envision your life, um, but most importantly, let me tell you, even if you don't want to travel as often, uh, whatever it is, I'll tell you what, decluttering your life. Don't wait until you have to relocate or move. Don't wait until maybe you're going towards retirement, starts, you know, a downsizing. I would recommend you start now. Start right away. Even if it's one item a week, even if you just, if you, if you just got rid of one item a week, I'm telling you, you actually get this like exciting momentum within that process that when you start, it will change from one item a week to five to 10, because you get just get so excited with the process and how it, good it feels when you start decluttering. So I challenge you to go out there and try it out with your personal life, maybe with your home life. Try not to encroach on anybody else's items, focus on your items only. Uh, you, you know, not everyone's gonna be on the same page. Uh, so just do it with your own stuff first. Uh, and do it from there. Don't try to persuade your spouse or your partner to, you know, hey, you sh we should both do this. Just start with you and do that first and uh, enjoy the process. By the way, if you do this process and you do get results from it, you do love it, let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback, throw some comments in our, our social media or shoot me an email either way, but go out and try and test it and enjoy the clarity that this can bring to your life. Thanks so much for listening in. If you like this podcast or you know someone else would want to declutter their life, please share this with them and uh, let us know what you think and what your feedback is. And I will see you next time. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the Fearless Millionaire Podcast. Like the show? Let us know by liking and sharing. Be sure to check out our website at fearless-millionaire.com for more clarity, confidence, and cash flow.